episode 11. Welcome to the podcast, Life of Awesome. My name is Saul Blinkoff. I'm a husband, father of four, and director-producer who works for some of the top studios in Hollywood, including Disney, DreamWorks, and Netflix. My goal? Simple. I want to live the best life I possibly can, and I want the same for you. I travel the world talking about life, and if there's one thing I've learned, every single person on the planet wants the exact same thing. We don't want a life of good. We don't want a life of great. We want a life of awesome. I really want to thank you for being here today listening. I realize there are so many podcasts out there, and I really appreciate you giving me the most valuable thing that you have, your time. If you like the podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a rating, a review, and of course, share it with your family and friends. That said, let's get into it. so happy you are here for this episode. As I mentioned in my last episode on friendship, I talked about how I used to sing a lot when I was growing up as a kid in class and it used to annoy other kids. Well, not only did it annoy other students, but it also annoyed my teachers that I used to actually get thrown out of class for singing. And when I got thrown out of class, well, not really pick me up and throw me out, but they would ask me to leave the class. I don't think they do this in schools anymore. At least my kids haven't had this happen to them. They literally would say, sit on the floor in the hallway for like half hour. And it was the worst because I'm sitting on a dusty, dirty floor. And across the hall from where I was sitting, a room over was the art room. And one day the art teacher, her name was Betty Jo Greenberger. She looked outside the hall and she saw me sitting on the floor and she went into my sixth grade class and said to my teacher, do you mind if Saul comes and helps me clean up the art room? And my sixth grade teacher who threw me out of class said, okay. And I helped her clean up the art room, which didn't take very much time. And soon after I was sitting in the back of her room drawing and doing art. And every time that I would get thrown out of class, I got special permission to go to the art room. Well, soon after the sixth grade teacher saw that I was singing in order to get thrown out of class to go to art. So that didn't last very long. And I was soon on the hall floor again. But what my teacher, Mrs. Greenberger, did for me by inviting me into her class, she said, I don't want you to identify yourself as a person who has to sit on the outskirts of everyone else. Someone who has to be removed from everyone else. I want you to identify yourself as an artist, as someone you unique. You see, in life, our parents are always there to hopefully nurture us and to teach us, but we can't always hear it from our parents because we think they have an agenda. Oh, they want to control my life. So we have to look outside of our family for other teachers, for other mentors. And I remember when I graduated sixth grade, I got called up to the front in front of the entire school and Betty Jo Greenberger handed me the art award. Because you see, the ultimate goal of a teacher or a mentor is to empower us to see the limitless potential inside ourselves. Mrs. Greenberger, if you're listening, thank you so much. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I had gone to an incredible art school uh, called the Columbus College of Art and Design because that was a school where Disney Animation recruited their artists from. One day I was in a painting class. And for those of you that aren't artists or what never went to art school, painting class is you have a model 
sitting in front of the room for three or four hours in a pose and, you know, 30 students sit around this model with their easels. First, you do a drawing, which could take about 10 minutes, maybe a half hour. And then you do a painting. And it was a four-hour class. And after that class, you would come back a week later. They'd set up the model the same way. And you would do another four hours all on the same pose. But Disney said, in order to get into Disney, you need a portfolio of figure drawing and anatomy. They didn't say you need a portfolio of painting. So I wasn't inspired to sit there painting the model for four hours. And then the next week, four hours. And then the next week, four hours from one viewpoint. So what I used to do is stand up and walk around the model and just constantly draw for four hours from every different perspective I could. That way I had hundreds of drawings after four hours from different perspectives. Well, my painting teacher wasn't so happy about that because the class was called painting. After class, my professor lets everybody leave, brings me aside and says, Saul, I need to speak to you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble. He walks me down the stairs from the painting lab to the parking lot outside an old beat up car opens up the trunk i'm like what is he gonna do is he like a mobster he's gonna put me in the back of his trunk like what's he gonna do he reaches into the trunk and he pulls out a book and this was a book from like the 1940s you ever open up like an old book and it has that yellowing page and it has that smell i love the smell of old books my wife thinks i'm crazy sometimes we have old books we take out for our kids to look at and i say to my kids just put your nose in there and smell the history so he takes out this book hands it to me and he says these words saul i'm gonna give you this book to borrow for one week. If you damage this book in any way, I will kill you. (laughs) And he hands me the book. I take the book. I go back to my apartment. This was like a summer evening in Columbus, Ohio. I'm sitting on the steps and I start reading this book. And this book changed everything on my course to learning how to draw the figure. And I read this book and I drew from this book. And this book alone really was one of the greatest tools at teaching me more about figure drawing. I actually found out that the book was worth $250. That was in the 90s. I Xeroxed the whole book, put it in a binder, and it became my Bible. The book was called Figure Drawing for All It's Worth, written in the 40s by the great illustrator Andrew Loomis. Today, by the way, you can buy the book. It's been reprinted for like 40 bucks. And when I think about that moment, when my teacher brought me down the stairs to his car, I mean, he could have literally reprimanded me. He could have disciplined me. You see, he understood who his student was because every student is different. And he took that responsibility and said, how can I help this student grow? What tools can I give this kid? And I'm forever grateful. Mr. Vivarios, if you ever hear this, thank you so much for going out of your way to help me. There's an incredible movie that many of you have seen from the 90s called Mr. Holland's Opus, starring Richard Dreyfus, And he plays a music teacher in a high school. Well, one day he has a student, this girl with red hair, long red hair, and she's trying to learn the clarinet and she just can't get it. Like she's playing off key, throws off the whole orchestra, the whole band every day when they're practicing. And she stays after class and tells Mr. Holland. I'm terrible. I'm... <laughs> I'm terrible, Mr. Owen. I just I practiced and my lips swell up. I just I don't all I make is noise. To learn a musical instrument. I just I just want to be good at something. Until she finally just gives up. The next day she comes back to class and he asks her to take out her clarinet and try playing. One, two, three, 
four. All right, no, 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 don't do that. Let me ask you a question. When you look in the mirror, what do you like best about yourself? My hair. Why? Um, my father always says that it reminds him of a sunset. Play the sunset. Close your eyes. One, two, three, four. And she starts playing, and the right teacher has the potential to speak to us in a way to get us to do things that we don't even believe are possible. Because what Mr. Holland was showing her, it's not that I don't want you to give up on the clarinet, it's I don't want you to give up on you. When I was in college, me and one of my best friends took a trip to Disney World. And as we're walking around the park at the Disney MGM Studios, we go through that animation tour where you could actually watch the animators working through the glass. They used to call it the fishbowl. We go through the tour and I remember watching them work on Beauty and the Beast. And I stared at this one animator drawing Belle. And I spent like half the day there dreaming that someday I would be in that room. They had their headphones and they had flip-flops and they were like real people in there. I'm like, man, how would I ever get to work in there one day? Even just telling you the story now, I remember that feeling. You know, in life, when we have a dream, we can, we can visualize every aspect of it. I remember looking through that glass thinking, you know what? I'm going in that room and I'm going to go meet one of these animators. Now, who thinks that way? Well, I did. Because as I've said in past episodes, when there's something you want in your life, you will do anything to get it. And I think to myself, well, the animators must go into this building some way. There must be a door that they go in every day. So I leave the tour. I go out to the front where all the guests are coming in and I start following my hands around the building until there's this little gate that says cast members only. It's basically for the Disney employees. They're called cast members. It's not for me. I was just a guest in the park. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just go in there. (laughs) So I open up the gate. If my kids are listening to this, please don't do what daddy did. And I walk around this building, and then I see a sign over a doorway with big brush metal letters. It says, Artist's Entrance. I'm like, bingo, found it. The sun was glinting. It was early in the day. I will never forget. I actually took a photo at that moment. I'm going to post it on my Instagram this week. Not only do I know I want to be a Disney animator, do I want to work in that building, but that's the door I want to walk in every day to work. So I open the doors and I walk into this lobby and there's a woman with dark hair, like a receptionist. And next to her is this big piece of glass hanging from these silver chains and on the glass is the Mickey Mouse Disney Animation logo. And I, I remember the smell in that building. It was incredible. And I, as I'm in this lobby, I see past this receptionist desk is the animator sitting in there. And I see the glass where the guests are watching the tour from the other side. I'm actually in the room. 
And the receptionist looks at me and says, hi, can I help you? I say, yes, my name is Saul. I go to this art school and I'd love to meet a Disney animator. She goes, you shouldn't be here. Leave. Sends me out the door. I walk out back into the park with my friend. We go sit and have lunch. We do one of the rides. After the rides, I said to my friend, you know what? I got to go back. I got to go meet someone. He's like, you got thrown out. I'm like, dude, I'm going back. I walk back in there anyway. Open up that gate. Cast members only. Come around the building. Artist entrance. I open the door again. Walk into the lobby. And there's a different receptionist there. There was a woman with blonde hair. And she goes, hi, can I help you? I say, yeah, my name is Saul. I go to this art school and I'd love to know if I can meet an animator. She goes, hold on a second. She has me sit in the lobby. She picks up the phone, calls someone and says, there's someone from your school that's here. Hangs up the phone. She goes, it'll be just a moment. I'm sitting there waiting. A minute later, this guy walks out. He's like the coolest looking guy ever. He's got flip flops, long hair. He sits down in the chair next to me. He says, so you go to Columbus College of Art and Design? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's where I went to school. And he introduces himself and says, my name is Tony West. What a cool name. Tony West. Like, ladies and gentlemen, meet Tony West. That's a cool name. And he sits there with me for 10 minutes and starts talking to me. I'm talking to a Disney animator. It's incredible. He's like, so tell me about school. Who's your teacher? Oh, I had that teacher. He's like, yeah, and I'm working on the movie Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, wow. And then he does the most incredible thing. He says, you know what? Let me give you my phone number. When you get back to school, if you want to send some of your drawings to me, I can look at them and give you advice on where you need to grow and work on your drawings. I was like, thank you so much. I take down his information. I end up going back to school. I call him up. I send him my artwork and he gives me a critique over the phone telling me what he likes and doesn't like about my artwork. And let me tell you, over the next year, he was such an important mentor to me. And over the years after I actually got into Disney and started working on Pocahontas, Tony West became one of my dearest friends. And to this day, I will always have such gratitude for him taking that moment and not just saying, hey, here's this kid from my school. What does he want from me? But him seeing, okay, there's an opportunity for me to impact this guy, to be a mentor to him. And Tony, if you're listening to this, thank you, brother. John F. Kennedy had a quote. He said, we must find time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives. And if you have a teacher, a mentor, that's been important to you, you need to thank them. You need to call them and tell them. Do it today. Call them and tell them today. Track them down and say, you made a difference. You know what you need to pick up from this story? Not the fact that we need teachers in life. Yeah, we know that. But sometimes we have to go out of our way to find them. Because in life, there's teachers that are given to us. And then there's teachers we need to go seek out for ourselves. And if you take a minute and think about all the teachers you've ever had in your life, Those teachers were assigned to us because we signed up for a specific class. Oh, I took an art class, so I had an art teacher given to me. You took a business class. You went to law school. You went to med school. There were professors assigned to you. But if the goal of life is to be happy or to live a life of meaning, then do we have teachers or mentors to help us achieve that? Because finding a mentor, it doesn't come naturally. You got to go out of your way to find one. You literally have to make one. You have to make for yourself a teacher. It's not that you receive a teacher. You have to make one. You have to invest yourself and find one. And why do you need a mentor? Because all of us are walking next to a cliff. 
At any moment, we can make the wrong decision. And sometimes you get a mentor that can give us that one thing we're lacking, that perspective that we need so desperately to be successful in every aspect of life, but especially a perspective on us. Someone that can really help me grow. And you need a certain level of humility to realize I don't have all the answers. So we got to go out of our way to find them. Maybe it's your minister or your pastor, your rabbi. Find someone out there that can give you wisdom. I remember after my wife and I got married, we moved to a community in Los Angeles and we found a synagogue. And I walk into that synagogue. So I tap this one guy who's sitting in front of me. So I sit down and I tap this guy in front of me and he turns around. I said, excuse me, what, what are you doing? And he turns to me and says, learning. And he turns around. He obviously doesn't want to be bothered. So I tap him again and I say, excuse me, what are you learning? And he says, wisdom and turns back around. He obviously doesn't want to be bothered, but he doesn't know who he's up against. Because as I said earlier, when there's something you want in your life, you will do anything to get it. So I tap him one more time and I said, so teach me wisdom. He turns his chair around, takes out a book and starts teaching me wisdom. And then he invited me to his home Friday night. So I went to his home Friday night after dinner and we sat there and opened up books and started talking about life. And one Friday night turned into two Friday nights. And every Friday night I'd sit there and we'd start to learn wisdom. And we would talk about life and we'd talk about meaning and we'd talk about relationships. And I was like a sponge. He was giving me a perspective on understanding life that I never had. He was giving me a perspective on myself. And he became my teacher for over 15 years. Because when you find a person that can give you wisdom, give you an understanding of yourself, then you cling to that person with everything you have. Because that wisdom ultimately is going to help us become the people we're meant to be. And Rabbi Denbo, if you're listening, thank you so much for being my teacher. There was a movie Samuel Jackson starred in based on a true story called Coach Carter. Great movie. It's about this coach who returns to his old high school to get the basketball team into shape. And he puts on these tough rules and academic disciplines on the students. Starting today, you will play like winners, act like winners, and most importantly, you will be winners. If you listen and learn, you will win basketball games. And gentlemen, winning in here is the key to winning out there. This contract states that you will maintain a 2.3 grade point average. You will attend all your classes and you will sit in the front row of those classes. And the players are on a winning streak, but then their grades start to suffer. He locks his students out of the gym, shuts down their championship season because he's basically telling them that just because you're winning at basketball doesn't mean you're winning at life. And your academics, they matter. He's criticized by the players and their parents, but he sticks to his guns. And there's this incredible scene where he walks into the gym and all the students on the team are sitting at these desks and they're studying. And there's one student, the one that was toughest on him in the beginning. He stands up and he recites this poem written by American author Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. 
our presence automatically liberates others. And then the camera goes close on the student. He looks at the coach and says, Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. Because when you find a great teacher, they're not just teaching you about the subject, they're teaching you about life. Inspirational quote of the week. This quote comes from Oprah Winfrey. And she says, quote, a mentor is someone who allows you to see the hope inside yourself. Boom. You see, we think we need teachers to help us learn math and history or business or all these things, which we do. But what about teachers for teaching us about life? And those great mentors are the ones to help us see our potential and who we are, not just what we learn how to do. And a true mentor helps us work on our character traits to be more successful in all aspects of life. Because deep down, we each have so much potential and we can't go at it alone. And hopefully, each one of us will stop and realize, you know what? I need to have a mentor. I need to have a teacher. We should take an honest look at where our shortcomings are in our lives and go out, get out of our comfort zone and try to make for ourselves a teacher, make for ourselves a mentor. Because if we get one, hold on to them with everything you have. Because only with the help of a great mentor or teacher can we ultimately learn how to be successful in every aspect of life. Because I'll tell you, if I'm going to go out and get a mentor to help me become a better artist, then of course I'm going to go out and get a mentor to help me become a better husband, a better father, a better human being. And hopefully they can empower us to discover what makes us truly awesome. Thank you so much for being here today listening. I really appreciate you spending your time with me. Please, again, subscribe, like us, rate us, review us, share us with your family and friends. And I truly hope that each and every one of you has an incredible life and not just a life that's good and not just a life that's great, but that each and every one of you has a life of awesome. Thank you, boys.